The reading is taken from Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, and it's on page 1249 in the Church Bibles. The heading is, The Dead Are Judged. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Praise the Lord. Thanks very much, Andy. I'm on. We welcome all feedback at this church. Um, friends, people are very confused about death. Christians are often very confused about death. At funerals, you often hear people talk about their deceased loved one looking down on us. Now that's a lovely thought, isn't it? That your loved one might still somehow see you in those big moments of life, maybe. But if they're looking down on us generally, I suggest that might be a bit more problematic because I can live without my, great, my late grandmother looking down on me in the shower, for example. <laughs> Slightly worrying, isn't it? People say things like that because they're comforting and because they do point to a bigger reality, that somehow this life isn't all there is, there is something else, that somehow we go on. When we're faced with death, people reach for the transcendent, the thought that there must be more to life than this. But most people don't have any vocabulary to make sense of that these days. People are confused about death in our culture because they don't like to talk about it. I've written a blog about this if you want to read it, it's on our website. It's a taboo subject, it's as though if we don't talk about it, if we don't mention it, it won't come and get us. Good luck with that. So we're going to spend the next few weeks thinking about life and death issues. Faithful Christians, friends, do not need to be afraid of talking about death. The Bible tells us everything we need to know. There is no cause for confusion whatsoever.
We need to be confident of what happens when we die in order to stand firm in our faith when we face death. Our own death or the death of someone we love. And I look around this room, I've been here six years, many of you I have been on that journey with. Uh, as you have faced death or are facing death or as you face someone else's. And so, we're going to begin, as that great theologian Julie Andrews never said, we're going to begin at the very end. It's a really good place to start. Uh, so, if you've got Revelation 20, 11 to 15 in front of you, that will help. Three words this morning. What three words are we following? We are going for finality fairness and not a third F I'm afraid I'm not shoehorning it in in grand old CV style opportunity so finality fairness opportunity that's what you need to remember this morning finality then look down with me at verse 11 then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them and I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. So we join the scene. You're coming halfway through a vision here. Uh, well, you're coming towards the end of a vision. Right at the end of time, immediately after the destruction of Satan and the end of evil, now we are in front of God himself, standing in front of a dazzling white throne. And in front of him are the dead, all the dead from the whole of history, great and small, billions and billions and billions of them, back from land, air and sea. End of verse 12. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. This then is the last judgment. Once you're dead, here is where you will stand before God one day and he will pronounce judgment over you. However you read this vision, whether it's going to literally be like this or not, this is an event that is coming. This judgment is full, it is final, and it is universal. Everyone who has ever lived will be there, make no mistake, and the judgment is based on what you have done in your life. And part of the finality of this scene is that your fate is sealed at your death. Your page in the book is written, there is no going back. You are either in the book of life or you are not. Not everything in theology is black and white, but this thing is, I'm afraid. There is no room in this vision for the idea of praying for dead people. Some traditions have that. This, it is not here. It's not biblical. When someone dies, people often say things that are kind, but they're not quite true. One thing you hear often at funerals is, uh, she never had a bad word to say about anybody. It's like, well, you didn't spend enough time with her, I suspect. <laughs> I've only ever known one person of whom I think that might have been true. Uh, and it's been said of dozens in my presence. It is not true. The plain fact is that you just don't know where anyone else stands 
when it comes to this moment in front of God. So I try and restrain myself at moments like this, uh, when I'm talking about uh, people who've died, to things that are true no matter what. So their struggle is over and they have their reward. That is always true for somebody. Or they are in God's hands. That is also true for everybody. Some Christian traditions uh, include praying for, th for the dead. In the Roman Catholic Church, it is common to say a requiem mass, isn't it? Which asks God to grant the dead eternal rest and to shine perpetual light on them. What a lovely prayer. Uh, but as you pray for the dead, the belief is that they will spend less time in purgatory and God will let them into heaven sooner. Now, you could spend quite a long time in the book of Revelation or anywhere in the Bible before you find a mention of purgatory because it is not biblical. You could pray as much as you like for the dead. You'd do better to pray for the living who remain because they are in God's hands. I don't want to burst anyone's bubble. These are practices that have no foundation in the Bible. Just a reminder, end of verse 12, the dead were judged according to what they had done. It does not say according to how many people prayed for them after their sad demise. Hebrews 9 verse 27 says, man is destined to die once and then to face judgment. Now, in my 20 years of pastoral ministry, I have learned plenty of things about death. One important one is this, that when it is your time, it is your time. Death is non-negotiable. It is coming for us, and when you get there, it will be a journey that you take all by yourself. So that is our first thought, finality. Our second thought is fairness. Someone asked me this week, you know, what about this lovely person? They're not a Christian. They have many of the same values. They've lived a good life. What's going to happen to them when they die? And there are varieties of this question that you will hear as Christians out there. You know, what about that person, a, a little child who's born in a country where they never hear about Jesus? Verse 13, end of verse 13, each person was judged according to what he had done. Friends, God is completely and utterly fair. Everyone will stand in front of God and be measured by what they have done. So I've got no idea what that, what's going to happen to that lovely person who was quoted to me or what will happen to the little child, but I do know that I trust in a God who is completely fair. There won't be anybody facing judgment on that day with the books open who will not understand and agree with everything that happens to them. I find that hugely comforting. And actually, God's fairness is written into us as human beings, isn't it? Your spirit objects when it sees something out there that is unfair. It cries out to God to make it right. To take a recent example, when the serial killer Lucy Letby was being sentenced for murder back in the summer, she refused to come into court to face the judge and the victim's families. And there was a huge cry of outrage, wasn't there? 
the media went bananas and it was reflecting people's own feelings that the victims' families who'd waited six, seven years were denied the chance to look her in the eye and for her to experience the full effect of what she had done. Most people who experience that are not Christians. They have that sense of fairness and justice that is built into each one of us and that cannot be understood in any way other than with a Christian worldview. If we are just random atoms that have come together, then there is no such thing as right and wrong. It is just how we experience stuff. And it's actually illogical to feel like there is such a thing as right and wrong. Revelation 20 points you to God's ultimate fairness. This is designed to make you look at yourself and where you stand with God. It is not designed to make you reflect on other people. Where might they be? You don't know whether they put their faith in Jesus. You don't even know that of the person who said all their life that they weren't putting their faith in Jesus. I have seen remarkable things happen at the point of death to people. There are lots of stories I could throw into these sermons, and I'm not doing that, but there, there will be a few as we go along. There was a uh, little three-year-old boy who died. Uh, this is a story that comes from a fellow clergy person. Uh, he was called in by the family uh, and by the funeral director to go and deal with this little child. He'd never met them before. They'd never been to church. And they told him a remarkable story, that this little boy had died of cancer. It was a very tragic story, this little three-year-old boy. As far as they knew, he had never heard anything about God, Jesus, the Bible, nothing. No mention, no family members, nobody, no connection. At the point where he died, all his family were in the room together. He looked up into the corner of the room, lifted up his arms, and he said, Jesus, I'm ready to come to you now. And he shut his eyes and died. That, my friends, is a true story. I've got it from the guy who got it from the people. Uh, it is completely inexplicable unless God did something remarkable and revealed himself to a child who couldn't possibly have known him any other way. And it's a remarkable story. So don't underestimate what God can do at the point of death. Whether you are thinking about yourself or other loved ones, God is completely fair. So we've got finality, we've got fairness, and we've got opportunity as well. There is a huge opportunity here for believers, friends. People have all sorts of questions about death. Especially, they want to know these kinds of things. Is God fair? Is our final destination something to be feared? And people also have a sense of some of this stuff, that there is something in people. There is, there is still enough Christianity in our culture that there's something out there for people. Most people do believe that there's life after death. They just they have a sense that we go on in some way. And Christians actually have a great deal of assurance which comes from being written in the book of life. My name is written on his hands, that hymn says, doesn't it? 
We are certain of our future eternal life with God. And this is just massively good news for our world. There is hope and a future. There'll be an end to all evil, pain and suffering. It is all going into the lake of fire. There'll be a new start and without spoiling the end of this series, you can jump through to Revelation 21 and 22 if you want to read about what that's going to look like. This is not pie in the sky when you die. This is something that the Bible is utterly, completely, 100% clear about. This future is a part of the comfort which Christians experience after the death of a loved one. And it is a really powerful vision to draw on when you are alongside people who are struggling. It is an opportunity for better conversations around death, both how to prepare for it and how to deal with it when it is close by. And you know, having good relationships is really key here too for Christians. Being alongside friends, work colleagues, family members at the point where they face these issues can mark you out from other people. You will be a great person to have around because you aren't afraid to spend time with people who are struggling. You have sensible and thoughtful things to say about death and most of their friends will be opening and shutting their mouth and talking utter nonsense. It is worth praying for opportunities at moments like that and just being a good friend, being alongside people. I've written a bit in my blog about what that might look like for you. So then, we've reached our final destination in this talk. We've had our what three words, uh, finality, fairness, and opportunity. The world is very confused about death, but not so Christians. We don't need to be confused. As you reflect on these big life and death issues, pray that God will use you and the hope that you have to bring transformation to others as they face these challenges. We trust in Jesus Christ, who took that final journey before any of us, so that we can be rescued and enjoy life with him forever. Let's pray. And whatever the Holy Spirit is touching on for you this morning, just offer it to him in this time of quiet.
Lord Jesus, thank you that you went to the grave to make a place for us so that we need not be afraid when we get there. Thank you that those who trust in you have our names written in the book of life. Thank you that you will be so fair to people that everyone will know and understand and buy into what happens to them at last. Make us as your people transforming people to be around at the tough moments of life for people with big questions who need to have us around. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.